The following program is intended for mature audiences. Warmest aloha, sir. Hey, Holly. Hi. Holly to you, too. He's so Holly, he doesn't even know he's Holly. I'm tempted to say menehune. Like Hawaiian leprechauns. <laughs> or chipmunks or something. What's wrong with that turtle? He has lung problems because he smoked too much turtle weed, which is bad for you, right, Ola? Hawaii has a big future. I, I, I want to become a part of it. I know every angel of these islands. I'm like a good tourist guy. What we're about to say. See, we're on a mission. Trying to find a way. If you and me make a guarantee. That's how it goes, living your life like your last girl, I suppose. The way you're moving, I go get you nowhere here. But tomorrow's another day, yeah, tomorrow's another day. Where you going, I go take you nowhere here. So I just want you to be prepared. But tomorrow's a 
How's it? And welcome to Living the Aloha Life Podcasting Pono on the 808. I'm Wade the Poor Man Fishman. I'm Jason Lego Padre Otero. All right. We got Jay Shoots. back in the house. Glad to be back. <laughs> very, very glad. Well, I'm saying this, right? I think we're going to be hearing you a little more often until Mike um, comes back from the uh, event horizon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's spending a little time in there, dude. He is. We're giving him a little time. Yeah, I mean, he might emerge as a, a, a whole new butterfly. He may return out as Mothra. As Mothra. <laughs> I was just thinking Mothra. I he mean, just, we uh, just need that song to follow. <laughs> I, I, I think when he actually comes back in the show, we'll do the theme song for Mothra because they actually had a theme oh, song man. in the Godzilla movie for Mothra. Or Body Snatcher. <laughs> we could go the other direction. Dude, the only thing that we're missing were the two little women going... <laughs> <laughs> when Mothra comes out, dude. Oh, my God, dude. I'm telling you. Well, it's good to have you back. Oh, I'm glad to be back. It's good man. to have you back. Uh, something that we haven't done here for a while is, you know, when we started the show, me and Mike, we, we usually followed a certain amount of things. So we're going to actually do news today because we haven't right. been catching up people on, you know, what's been going on locally for a long time now. But we usually start off with, what have you done in the past week that you would consider was living the Aloha life? Oh, man. Hate to put you on the... On the spot Jeez. like that. Um, or, or you don't have to. You can say, no, I, I fucking did nothing. <laughs> well, no, I, I, it's not that I did nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I've always been guided by making a local impact. Right. right no matter where I live. And I think that's no different here. So I, what I'm going to say is probably not very glamorous. Yeah. But I run a series of kid camps right. uh, for elementary kids, 6 to 12. And I had a whole week of camps. So we're talking somewhere between 20 to 30 kids throughout right. the week. And yeah, it's not getting to the beach, which I did not do at all, but it was, you know, you know, working with these kids and it's a blast, man. It's really cool to be working with the next generation of not just Hawaiians, but engineers and, yeah. and, and, uh, and builders and architects. So, um, that's what I did, you know, it's not glamorous, but man, it was fun cool. work. It's really rewarding. And, um, and I'm glad to, to have, do you think it. any of those kids have those horns growing out of the back of their skulls right now? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the most ridiculous bullshit? What? What is this? <laughs> no. Did you hear about that? No, I don't even know you what you're You didn't hear about the news. Thank God you don't listen and watch the news. They're saying literally that because the kids are on social media or on their phones 24-7, to average like the weight out or some kind of balancing, mm-hmm. there's little hooks, horns coming out of the back of their skulls now, and they have pictures of it. And no. It's, no it, it's on, it was on CNN. It was on Fox. It was on MSNBC. It was on PBS. It was everywhere. Nah, dude. I'm not... No, it's well, crazy, dude. Well, I would say that you know what we're trying to do is keep kids off of that stuff, so we're getting them to work. <laughs> to like, if anything, they need a sixth finger because they're building Legos so much. But no, I didn't hear about the horns. I, I think it's that. bullshit. Because listen, I, I would say so. Because look how many people are looking down. In the old days, we'd all be reading books, right? Yeah, it's the same like as if you're looking at a phone. So yeah. I wasn't growing horns back then. What's going on? Yeah, but, I mean, I would think anything. They may, they may say that you're you're growing something because of the phone's radiation or whatever. I know that that's a big concern is that the amount of sort of radiation yeah. kids are exposed to or whatever that, you know, now they're worried about what's the 5G concern too, like the amount of well, exposure the 5G, to 5G. Yeah. Well, they said once they start putting 5G units up everywhere that yeah. can cause, like you can be, that's kind of like being under those towers and stuff and you, can, right. you could get maybe, you know, cancer or whatever. But they come up with all these studies after this shit's been out for years. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, like that recent study, um... 25 cups of coffee a day is okay. Oh, that's cool. That's about what I'm doing. So that's pretty good. <laughs> so I'm, I'm good. 
I, I did five or si- I, I did like about five or six. I think it was a couple of days ago, and I thought I was going to have a heart attack. No, I easily so, down 20. I mean, dude. I, I've had days where I've had no. at least 15 cups of coffee. No, you have not. Yes, I have. And you're not having a heart problem. So if a cup of coffee is eight ounces, yeah. right? I've yeah. had at least 15 cups of coffee from time Jesus to time. Oh, God, no Christ. doubt. How do you, how's that, how are you managing that? You're not like going, oh, wow, I really don't feel right right now. Well, I run to the bathroom quite a bit those days. <laughs> yeah, but not, you're jittery. You're not like having no, palpitations. Man. You know, I actually read and I started doing this, that if you drink a cup of coffee right before you go to bed, you actually sleep better. I do. And I've done that. Okay, me too. And I sleep better. And it's true. Better I do. naps. I agree with you. Okay, See? that is a fact for me too. I get up in the morning, I have one. During the day, I have them. And then before I go to bed, I have a Dude, cup. Dude, it's the best. I sometimes, love drinking Sometimes hot chocolate. But usually it's coffee and then I go to bed. Yeah, and co- it's fine. Coffee does not keep me up. It doesn't have that. If, I mean, I don't know if it's just whether it's a natural tolerance to it or whether I've just had it so much that my, yeah. my body's just gotten grown, has grown tolerant to it. But I don't have any issues with coffee. I love the taste of it. I've been drinking a lot more black. Like I was drinking it with cream, like with, uh, use like a soy creamer. Yeah, yeah. But now the, I'm the gay cream on gay soy. <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they call it. It kind of it kind of takes your testosterone away, makes you kind of gay. That's what that's what you say. No, that's a that's fact. not what they say. That's what that's what you say. <laughs> soy me, is, hold on, let me. Soy is high in estrogen. Let me, let I don't me, know if you let knew me that. pull up my recent chat message from you to ask for a raspberry. Did you ask for a vanilla raspberry latte? Is that what that is? Actually, yeah. if, if I had my mind up, I'd probably go for a raspberry, um, maybe white chocolate latte, mm. which mm. is pretty gay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, you said it. <laughs> All right, man. Sorry about that. Okay, so, so before, no, that's not nothing yeah. for me as far. I mean, that's that was my week was chock full of that camp. So yeah. it's been that's been really busy. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. I've I've had a kind of a tough week, but I mean, think I think just basically doing stuff for the nonprofit and contributing to uh, what we've been doing with that. That's like living the Aloha life for me, man. I'm just giving back right now, you know. And it's kind of consuming, but um, if I can make Hawaii a better place, dude. That's that's that, what I'm trying to do. That's what it's know? all about. Right, make yeah, that, right. Make that footprint known and have a have a lasting legacy. Yeah, you know? I agree with you, man. Okay, so let's um get into that little story you were just talking about because that's kind of sad. And in news today. <laughs> yeah, and in news today. Yeah, so no, I was just reading that you know Beth Chapman. Yeah, she was the wife of Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yeah, um, that she is in a medically induced coma at Queens uh, Queens Medical Center. Yeah, um, that was a statement from her family. And you know her husband um, has been—I think I said cancer for a couple for a couple of years. He's been battling that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a crazy thing, and uh, they've been around for a long time here. Yeah. Getting rid of all the people that are on ice off the streets. Yeah. And uh, they just started a new show, both of them. Can you believe it? I they mean, did? yeah, a brand new show. They just started. I mean, they've done several. They've done they've done one where they were bounty hunters. They've done one where they've gone in and helped. Uh, save Bill Bond's places on the mainland, and now they just started a new show. Right, and uh, I'm friends with the with uh, dog's uh, daughter Lisa, and oh. uh, she lives right over here in Hawaii Kai, and was over there doing Coco Crater the other day, oh, the really? staircase, and there she is doing it. And she just comes over, it. starts talking to me, and we're we're shooting the shit. And uh, you know, I know that her, her you know her stepmom's been dealing with this for a little while oh. so uh it's just sad that beth is dealing with this and uh hopefully uh she'll pull out of this coma man i mean i don't know what happened i mean i don't know what's going to happen to her but i think it, the, the cancer is pretty bad so yeah i mean I, I don't know wherever you stand with them or the show i, I think that you just feel for the family so you just hope that yeah know, i feel she for recovers and yeah gets better you know his doctor is my doctor you know no way yeah 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 yeah, so, so it's I, right here in Hawaii, guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I see. So when I go to the doctors, he's in the office there with me on occasion, you know. And uh, I'm just shooting the shit with him. 
I know what he, I mean, he, he Dog the Bounty Hunter? Dog the Bounty Hunter. No way. Yeah, we both have the same doctor. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. we're just sitting there t- <laughs> shooting the shit. Oh, how you doing, dog? I'm doing good, but obviously not that good because, as you can see, I'm here. What's your problem? <laughs> you That's <know>? so funny. <laughs> we What's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bro, I'm getting older. He goes, welcome to the club. <laughs> Oh dear, dude! For for being his age, man, he's still a tough motherfucker. So, that's so you know, crazy. Good for him. So well, that, you know, it's funny because you know, getting a little tough off topic here, but that is what's so cool about Oahu is that it's such a small place that you will run into. You know, we were having dinner. So I don't know if people know, but I live like completely on the opposite side of the island. Kapolei. So you're east, and I'm on, I'm on yeah. west side. Yeah, I live in Kapolei. Yeah, and so and thanks for coming all that way, man. To be I was waiting for that. Be, no, and I it's it, I, yeah, I really appreciate it. <laughs> no, seriously, because you're coming a long way. It's very long. It means a lot. Thank you. It was island long, right? It's like <laughs> anywhere, anywhere else, it's like 16 Yeah, if it was minutes. in New York or Boston, it'd be, yeah, yeah that's whatever. normal. Yeah, that's no, normal, it's whatever. Here, it's like, oh my God, that's just, dude, some people, they'll be over in Kailua, it's too far. Yeah. You know, I'm like, dude, it's like 20 minutes, half hour. Come on, give me a break. Dude, that's on like the normal. west side, driving from Nanakuli to Kapolei is too far. Like, it's yeah. like a, a world it, away. It, yeah, they've never had dealt with like the main man yeah. situations. Well, we were we were in and speaking of another West Side town, Koalina, which has become very really popular as yeah. of late. Uh, we were having uh, a dinner at Just Tacos. We had a, some friends in from town, out of town, and just off to my to my right, I wasn't even paying attention, but my wife says to me, "Oh my God, that's David Spade," and it was no David. Yeah, they were filming. What's he a, doing here? Well, he was doing a show, and I think they might have been filming a movie. But David Spade, one of his co co writers. And uh, some other person where they're sitting just eating just tacos. Wow, that's pretty cool. I, I ran into Samuel Jackson at uh, Hawaii Kai Safeway. No right way. He, when he was filming Kong, <laughs> uh, Skull Island. That's cool. He's just sitting there looking at oranges. No. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Let me tell you the story, though, because this isn't the first time. The first time it was that long-haired guy with the beard, with the, kind of the scruff from Lost, the kind of good-looking guy from Lost. Okay. He had the long hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, I was in, the, I was in Safeway, he was looking at oranges. What? It's the weirdest thing. I ran into two guys, two famous people, looking at oranges at the same. You know what I mean? It obviously, was spanned out over years. But isn't that weird? That is weird. Or, or you have the uncanniest ability to pick out parallels. And I, well, I know, I know for a fact because I know they were touching them like this. <laughs> and I, I was right, like, dude. <laughs> were you, were you dreaming this? Is this some no, weird? No, this is a reality. So Samuel, I'm like, what is Samuel Jackson doing with oranges? I don't know. It's Hawaii. Wouldn't you have had a pineapple? Oranges or, or melons? It was oranges, okay. dude. It was All definitely right. oranges. All right, because if you're talking melons, it's purely no, it wasn't, that's no. dream category. Yeah, there. It's dream category, but it definitely wasn't melons. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but I ran into. I mean, I ran into. Well, I ran into the Rock. You know, he was oh, over. He, he was over on the North Shore, over filming over at uh, uh, Cavela Bay near mm. Turtle Bay, because he was filming. Um, Oh, man. What was that last movie? Jumanji. Let, let's just be really clear. You don't run into Rock. He runs into you. Well, <laughs> I kind of went where he was. Oh, so, yeah. He was filming around that big banyan tree over oh, on the yeah. North Shore on that yeah. beach. Yeah. They were filming a, a scene from uh, Jumanji there, and we just happened to come upon it. And oh, so funny. I got my group with pictures with the Rock and everything. It was really fucking cool. That You're, guy is the... Dude, that guy's the balls, man. He's a really nice guy in person. Super nice, right? Super nice guy in person. Yeah, yeah. And we had... Um, we've had Wes LeClay on the show a couple of times. He's an actor. Yeah. And... Uh, He's going to be in the movie with uh, The Rock, uh, Shar and Hobbs. That's, well, they filmed part of that, right? They filmed it, yeah, in, in Kauai. Kauai. And then they filmed, I think, some of it on Samoa. Wes is getting bigger parts, man. So yeah. I think we're going to have him in on for a third show to talk about the premiere of the movie. Maybe we'll go to the movie with him, man. I think we should go see that oh, with dude, him. Dude, let's get in there. That's going to be a good movie. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about the next news thing is the uh, the skydiving plane crash that oh. uh, just killed 11 people, unfortunately. It was a Beechcraft 65 King Air uh, and it was with Oahu Parachute Center. It wasn't Skydive Hawaii. 
Uh, worst crash in U.S. history since 2011. Uh, oh, this really? pl- Yeah, this plane had a bad accident back in 2016, the exact plane. So, that's unfortunate. Yeah, when I saw it, you know, I, I didn't... I didn't hear about it until late that day yeah and uh, i just saw that there was a picture of the smoke but looking probably from looks like you saw it from like waimea or it something. disintegrated dude oh so sad it, i mean I've, I've been down that road so many times just heading to all the time dude planes Kena. going off and on yeah i mean i've done the hike back there a million times too yeah the um kialia trail yeah, up Kealia, to the picnic tables hike. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you can continue all the way up to uh peacock flats if you continue and then you can get some really beautiful sights of uh makua valley from i've never gone side. that far it's a little bit of a stroll man yeah. yeah but you can camp up there you can yeah you can camp on the weekend so when i get the overlander oh, <laughs> we'll go up west side and, we and we'll, we'll camp up there for the weekend that is a kill you know that's one of our you know we have a lot of guests that ask us about hikes especially with kids and we tell them that that's a great hike because of the switchbacks but, i agree but you see going back to the, the news i mean you see planes like you said taking uh, you know taking off and landing i mean every 10 minutes it seems yeah so it's super yeah. tragic that's um it's tragic it seems like it was uh, about at the, the top of its weight load yeah and then the fact that the the vehicle had had accidents in the past it came over from california mm-hmm. oh. so that wasn't i don't know how that worked but have you, um, have you ever jumped from a plane uh, i never will no no i have no desire to do that no do you you know uh emily says that um that with kids that would be the worst obituary ever is that you you chose to go up and then that's something like that happens and how do you say what do you say to your kids you know like it's different if your kids are older and they've but we've got young kids do you consider that do you consider that a selfish event um i do but i mean moving to hawaii was selfish in many ways too oh okay but but i think that 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 to me you know for teach his own you know it's just not something that's not a risk i needed to take you know i went scuba diving recently in the first time in over 20 years and someone say that's a risk so i think risk tolerance is different for everybody but that's i just can't Uh, one, I've true. got an incredible fear of heights. So, <laughs> so. Well, right. Unless I'm on a ridge and I got land under me, I'm cool. But if I'm up in a plane, yeah. first of all, I just don't like getting on a plane in general. And then I'm getting in a plane that's empty inside and yeah. I'm tandem with somebody yeah. and I'm jumping out of a plane where I don't have to do that. Yeah. Why am I doing this? And those planes, you feel everything. Like it's not like a big Boeing. So, you yeah. Know, you just know you're, you feel everything. You're not buffered from the elements. Yeah. You know? And that's not the first time we've had a couple of plane crashes here. But, you know, it's not Dominican Republic, though. Oh, is God. it <laughs> no, no come to hawaii we'll kill you with aloha <laughs> we won't actually kill you with like drinks and whiskey and in in the pool <laughs> no man yeah that's scary what's going on over there right now yeah I've, again i've only been hearing some reports what was the latest thing you read uh, i mean it was like people were dying of heart attack pneumonia and what is this, this other oh, weird like thing sep- sep- septic septic? Se- uh, septic shock septic shock yeah i don't even really know what that is septic shock is like, like a, it's like, like bodily toxin and yeah yeah it's, it's like, like bodily um failure yeah like all your organs fail that's pretty weird man that yeah. only happens like at the end of your life not when you're in your 40s so that's kind of bizarre yeah that's crazy you know and i i thought septic shock or something you also like took some time i didn't realize it happened that i would think that it would take you know? time it would be over a process it wouldn't be over a couple of days but yeah. it seems like they have this one particular resort one particular pool one particular bar that all these people seem to be dying at but it's just not americans we're just reporting that the americans are dying but there's other people yeah so i don't know i think the united states sent some people down there to talk to the government over there and see what the hell's going on so you think there's some kind of like rogue faction killing american tourists is that, the, is that what they're thinking? no because it's killing other people too right oh. so i guess it wouldn't if it was just americans then i would say maybe somebody's poisoning people's drinks on purpose yeah. but how do you find out they're american well, I that's guess you thing. could. You'd have to know. Well, if they're checking in, it's good. Uh, yeah. so you have to be connected to the to tourism industry yeah, at the yeah. hotel. I don't. I don't know how that would be working. Yeah, that's getting but, a little. Um, 
Next subject is Waimanalo. You know what's going on with Waimanalo and uh, Sherwoods lately? I mean, I've been reporting on it, but um, they're trying to put in a baseball the, park the clearing, on Whitebow. Yeah, they're yeah. clearing some land. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, clearing uh, Sherwoods Sh- Sherwood Forest to put in this uh, baseball park. And uh, over the last couple of weeks, um, we don't know who it was, but they went ahead and burned all the machinery. Oh wow! So now it's kind of in active sight right now. Mm-hmm. The problem was there's a lot of Evie Kapuna, which is, um, you know, Hawaiians that were buried there. Buried, yeah. So they weren't doing the proper, you know, mm-hmm. things to be taking the bodies up, moving them, things like that. That's pretty common for big projects, though, right? I mean, I, I, in Hawaii, it's pretty common. I, I mean, I know that. I know there's an attempt to try to, you know, keep that practice. Um, yeah. You know what do you call it? Um, they didn't do it for a while, dude, and that's why a lot of the hotels right. in Waikiki, yeah. it's just bodies buried underneath. It's like yeah. poltergeist. You know, I read a, I, there was a uh, um, about two years ago when we were planning those to- those tours. Yeah. From Feather and Cloak, we uh, I went out to the uh, Kalealo Airport, mm-hmm. and I talked. I was out there to look at the landing zone there, and I wound up meeting a security guard. And he he talked story. We talked story for maybe an hour and a half. I had no I'd no expectation to talk to anybody. And he right. sits me down. And he gives me this whole history of that area. Yeah. And this area is like on the southwestern tip of Oahu. Um, it's right about it abuts the the water, so it's basically sort of like southwest of of Kapolei. Yeah. And um, so it was a, a navy a navy yard. Yeah. And he said that when it was built that that was really sacred ground out there and that that they just basically built the um the airport over burial oh, site. And so to this day there's like a lot of like spiritual energy there. Yeah, yeah. And I I can't vouch for that necessarily, but yeah. I know that I, I tell my wife oftentimes when I ride my bike there or just walk, I love there's like a feeling in that area that I just love. And it's really industrial. It's weird. It's not mana, like going it's like to a feeling men- of mana, some kind of like mana. spiritual Yeah. I feel it something there. there. It's crazy. And I'm not, you know, and it's not nearly as beautiful as going to like Manoa. I mean it's it's yeah. definitely like this industrial right. but there's this like this way the sunlight hits there at a particular time of day. It's amazing. It's got a real energy there. Well, man, yeah. So, so I mean, there's a definite power and energy over at Waimanalo. And, uh, you know, the, the local people there feel like they were kind of left out in the process of this event happening. And it was something where uh, I think the state talked about doing like almost like 20 years ago. And now they just got the money funding for it and just started to do it without talking to the people again mm-hmm. after all these years. And they're like, wait a minute, we don't need a, we don't need another baseball park. Why, you, you know, we're talking about keeping the environment, you know, not destroying forests, and now you're destroying a forest. Right. So there's been a lot of talk about uh, Waimanalo separating from city and county. There's been a lot of talk about Kailua, mm-hmm. um, Kaneohe, all the way to the North Shore separating from right. uh, literally the south side of Oahu. Yeah, you heard about this? No. It's crazy, man. And I'm like, oh, maybe Hawaii Kai can go too. But um, yeah, because they're I, like... I think most of Hawaii feels that way, but Hawaii Kai anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so, sorry to break it to you, Wade. Um, <laughs> I, I, I want to leave city and county, put it that way. <laughs> I mean, literally though, Hawaii Kai is really is the end of city and county of Honolulu. Mm. You know, so, but those other counties are like, you know, let's, let's, let's just not have to, let's take care of ourselves. We'll deal with our own taxes. We'll take care of these only areas ourselves. We don't need, you know, the governor and we don't need the mayor getting in on our business because we can't control this stuff. I mean, the mayor said, you know what, he's way over, you know, and bumfuck over here in, uh, in town, in town saying, yeah. yeah, we're going to go ahead and keep destroying that forest. They, you know, he's got nothing to do with what's going on over there. Yeah. So they say, we've had enough, you know, and I think at some point 
you know, the blood's going to boil enough where these people, enough people get together and say, you know what, I'm done with separating and we'll take care of our own taxes. We'll pay for our own town. We'll take care of our own roads. How, 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 how possible or how practical is that? It, it, it's happened in the other, on the other state, on the other uh, islands. It has? Yeah. So it, it's a possibility. And I think if you keep pushing people to the point where overall Kailua has been kind of destroyed by mm. tourism, right? It's really old Kailua town. So yeah. you have the people over there that are kind of putting up with it. Like the businesses, yes, we want the business. But the people who've lived there all their lives are like, I can't even go down the street anymore without seeing a hundred Japanese on bikes now. And I feel like I'm going to hit them all. I can't go to the beach. I have no parking for me and my family yeah. anymore. And it's getting to a point where if maybe if they take over their own towns, they can control that type mm -hmm. of stuff better. Yeah, Kailua is, is bananas. I, I, I've been over there recently um, and I couldn't believe this. Well, I think... You know, the tipping point was probably Target. And when that once that went well, in... Well, it was supposed to come here. Thank God we didn't let that happen. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that, that is, that that um, That's insane. I mean, just just driving around there. Even from when we moved, it was only four, four or five, five years ago. Yeah. But we've seen the change. I love just Don Quixote's. It was Don Quixote's before. Have you been oh, in Don Quixote's? Yeah, I love Don Quixote's. I love Don Quixote's, Oh, me man. too, man. I place It was rocks. in Kailua. It was beautiful Don Quixote's. All the local people would go. Now you have a Target. And you have people coming from all over the goddamn I love, island. I love Don Quixote's. I love Don Where's Quixote's. There's still that one in Waipahu. Yeah, and there's one in town too. Yeah, I so love. There's, there's I love one that right place. behind Alamo Center, so yeah. that's pretty. That, good that too. place is great because I go in there and you just there's like all these nooks and crannies and it's, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Like uh, as for Kaneohe, if many of you guys don't know, Stairway to Heaven Haiku Stairs, the state doesn't know what the hell to do. actually the state doesn't really know how to do really anything, but they they don't know what to do with the staircase. They want to demolish the staircase, and that would be great if Kaneohe could go ahead and grab it and run Kaneohe themselves, yeah. and they could do something with the stairs and get tax money from it, because. Can you imagine getting rid of something, a piece of history like that, yeah. destroying the stairs? It's it's really a wonder of the world. It's pretty amazing, yeah. Why not keep it? Why not try to figure out a way to make money off of it and give permits? You know, let's say 25 a person, you park, you pay for parking, mm -hmm. and then you only allow maybe a couple hundred people up a day. Up a day, yeah. Why would you destroy create such a, a, an amazing like a, thing? Create like a nonprofit to take care of it. Exactly. Uh, our nonprofit and friends of Haiku, we both wanted to take it over, mm -hmm. and there's been so many problems. I'm like, yeah. we would love to take that over, take care of it. You yeah. know, it's just a piece of history. So that's about this separating from city and county and the problems we have in Waimanalo right now. So if you guys come to Waimanalo and you see this forest is being wiped out, who knows what's going to happen? But I, I got a, I got a feeling it's not going to be. It's, it's, it's probably at some point they're probably just going to put indigenous trees up there and stuff and maybe build the baseball field mm -hmm. but they're not going to expand like they wanted to they like wanted to wipe out all the forest there yeah but i think now they're just going to do that little area and they're just going to put indigenous trees and at some point it'll be back the way it is and it'll be beautiful i hope yeah so because the mayor's getting some heat for that now t yeah that's deserved well i mean i think and then going probably to a larger more of a, a highlight story is that what's going on in mauna kea too oh right yeah you know the tmt yeah I mean, that's another problem that they're starting to have there because they actually gave the okay to go ahead and build it now. Mm -hmm. uh, recently, they were um, they were removing, like, ahus, which are, like, small like hayals. Makeshift, yeah, yeah. Yeah, did makeshift. you see anything? I yeah, did, did you yeah, see I saw that. The structures were being taken down. Yeah, they were being taken down that the Hawaiians put up there because mm -hmm. it's a sacred area for them. And um, Ige is all gung-ho about making billion do billions of dollars from, you know, China and everywhere else. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know how you feel about it. I know we're science guys. Yeah, we love science. You know, uh, what is your take on it? Like, uh, is it is it worth... Okay, if you could... Okay, what are you going to learn from being able to see the end of the galaxy? What, what do you learn from that? So, um, this is where I stand on this. Okay. <laughs> you know, and I, I think I flip-flopped once or twice yeah. on this. Because I think initially yeah. I sided with 
the nativist. Mm-hmm. But I, I think now I'm I'm 100% in the camp of building okay. building the, the observatory because when you look back at at Hawaiian's place in history, mm-hmm. um, its place in culture, you know it 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 is born of navigators, right? That is and true. So, like it's at the DNA of Hawaiian culture, and and I think that ho- in embracing the observatory, we you take stock of that of that navigational heritage, right? And yes, it's not it's not on the ocean, um, but you're still looking toward the stars for some kind of perspective on our place here. And I think that that is so incredibly moving. And I think the fact that, you know, it could be here in Hawaii is so, it's so important. I always look at Hawaii as like, again, a microcosm of the world in general, you know? And if, if in that domain, the science and, and, and cosmological domain, if we can own that via this, this telescope, if we can not own the science, but if we can be a, a, a hotbed for where that, those discoveries are happening. Yeah. I, I think more power to Hawaii and more power to the relationships that we foster because of that. So yeah. I, I love the idea of of this. Now the politics. I'm again. I'm not very aware of all the politics. Do you believe the Hawaiians it. should be getting a percentage of how much money they're making from that? I, well, yeah, I think absolutely. I think yeah. that would be at the, at the heart of that conversation. Should be well, how does Hawaii benefit? How do how do how do Hawaiians benefit from that yeah. research money or? from the discoveries that come from, absolutely so again okay. the politics i'm not aware of but as far as the observatory itself and what it represents for what we can learn about the you know our place in the cosmos and the yeah. cosmos in general i i'm all for it. i just think we can't know enough about about the stars and we need to start looking at other alternatives you know for um you know not just for research but practical purposes but don't you think the money would have been better spent on how to take care of our own fucking planet Yes, you know that's a hard argument. I think absolutely yes, but I, you know, you could say that about the oceans too. We know less about the oceans than we do about the stars. So why are we not like going to the bottom of our oceans and discovering shit than looking at the edges of the galaxy? Because I don't think it's an either or. I think okay. both. I think both have to be happening. It's it's the same as pollution, right? I mean, we can't be only limiting the amount of plastic production. We have to be figuring out how do we clean the oceans as they currently are. You can't just do one or the other. Okay. You have to you have to attack it from both sides, and I think that we have to know we have to be knowing as much about the oceans about the planet we live on as much as we do about the space and the planet and the, the galaxy we live within. Yeah. Supposedly we know more about space than we know at the deepest oceans. Yeah. No, that's true. That's kind of scary. Yeah. Shouldn't we be looking yeah. at that shit? No, I no. So. I just, I, it's a, the, the technological limitations of, of, of going into the water. Caverns that deep. It's a process. I mean, I think there's some stuff down there. Like, I'm, I'm fascinated by the history of this planet. And I just think that, you know, we... There's probably kaijus down there. Probably kaijus. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just launch a nuke down there at the bottom of the deepest, deepest cavern in the Pacific Rim. And, uh, yeah, I'm something sure we'll... Emerge. Some, I'm sure something will open up down there and... Oh, it'll be wonderful. <laughs> but, don't, I mean, don't you think... I think I think that there is so much to discover down there. And I, I feel like... I think there is. I, I do think that eventually we will find... There's creatures civ- down there that we don't know about. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, totally. No doubt. Um, I mean, I think that if they were going to get ahead and, you know, put it, put the put the uh, satellite, I mean, the um, telescope up there and everything, yeah. that maybe they should have put it where one of the other telescopes were they're not using anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they needed to find a new spot and just destroy some more land up there. Yeah. Where we have how many up there, and there's, I think there's a few that we're not using anymore. Why not yeah. put it on there? I can understand the way Hawaiians felt about that. And I think it, I think it goes beyond the fact that I understand what you're saying, too. Me personally, I don't, I don't, I, I don't personally see like, I don't know what we're going to learn from seeing mm-hmm. the edge of the galaxy. I, I don't really know how that's going to help us. We're, we're not, we're never going to get there in our lifetime. You know what I mean? And I don't think the next lifetime is ever going to get there. We can't even get to Mars yet. Mm-hmm. So, um, yet, yet, 
we're, we're going at some point. Mm-hmm. Space Force. Yeah, but a certain, <laughs> but it's the sp- <laughs> Yeah, but a certain point, half the world's population thought the Earth was flat. And Which so, is it, but, but so by, ridiculous, right? Exactly. So imagine, <laughs> you know, um, you know, imagine a hundred years from now, we have all this new knowledge from well, this true. and other telescopes. We think the world is, you know, a sphere, the, gl- the the galaxy is a sphere, and it turns out to be square. I mean, I, who knows? And I think that's yeah. the kind of that's the stuff that you find out. I think had had we not traveled the oceans, had we not taken the risk of falling off the edge of the world, we wouldn't yeah. know that the, the world was round. You know. So I feel like to me, it's just the extension of that journey. It's just us going further into space. We'll get to we'll get to Mars one day. We'll yeah. get to Jupiter, and then from there. It'll. I, I. I'm excited about the prospect. I'm excited know. about going to Europa. Oh yeah. I believe that's a frozen tundra that when we break through the ice and get to the ocean below, man, we're gonna find shit down there we've never imagined. Yeah. That that is gonna be a live world down there. I know it because there's volcanic volcanic vents down there. And there's definitely life down there. We're talking about God knows what's down there. Yeah, I, I think the thing that disappoints me the most about all of this is that we haven't taken more advantage of the moon. Why and, haven't and settling, we settling, s- creating some kind of settlement there that from there we could take off? Because, you know, I don't know what the exact statistic is, but I, at least 50% of the energy from any of those missions is used just getting through our atmosphere, yeah, right? Yeah, So why not have taken the last 40 years to just explore the moon better? I, Who's to say yeah, that we haven't, but... Uh, yeah. I you know. believe we should have built a battle station up there a long time ago. <laughs> the, a kaiju battle station? Uh, dude, <laughs> I'd call it the peacemaker. <laughs> the peacemaker. Dude, literally, it would just sit up there on the moon and no one would mess with us, dude, because that thing would just like take the rays of the sun and just burn a whole entire country to hell. <laughs> so, sort of like, what, sort of like, uh, sort of like uh, The Force Awakens? Yeah, what was dude. that thing? Oh, Star yeah. Starkiller base? Yeah, Starkiller Star base. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand why we haven't used that, and, and especially because, think about this, like you're... you're Exactly what you said. F- the last forty years, we could have been not building a battle station, but building a station to launch from. Yes. To because then we wouldn't have to get through our atmosphere because the moon doesn't really have one, and we would have been already on Mars. Totally. It, how is it that that forty what years? What did we do? I don't know. I think for, I think forty years of a lack of vision. You know, no, I think that we just haven't had an administration a that really yeah that's invested in that. Yeah. So I'm glad. I'm, surpri- I'm glad to yeah. see, and I think it took it, and I took the private sector to say, hey, you know, this is this is a viable thing for us to be investigating. Yeah. So we've got you know. Elon Musk, sort of, and, yeah. and uh, what's his name from Oracle, um, and the guy from uh, Virgin, oh, Virgin, yeah, uh, Virgin thing. I can't remember Bronson. Yeah, something so Bronson, I mean, I think these guys are leading the charge, and if it takes the private sector to get us there, it, I'm fine. Just yeah, do, I'm good to get too. us up there. I yeah, do I think that we work need to with be, the governments, but yeah. I mean, you know, put in money and get us up there. Totally. What is it? A pro- it's something X SpaceX or something Plan, like they've been uh, working on it. Spa- yeah, I think it's SpaceX, SpaceX that uh, Musk has been working on yeah. with with the other people. So yeah, so that's a good thing. So yeah, I understand what you're saying. I do wish we invested more in uh, dealing with our own situation here, but yeah, I get it. Now, what? Now, obviously, before we take a quick break, um, what about the idea that Hawaii is to wants to be used as a place to launch rockets? Mm. How do you feel about that on the Big Island? Rockets for use in military space. operations? No space. Oh, space. <sighs> Isn't that kind of? No, I think that's pushing it. Uh, or it, it could bring us billions or millions of dollars to launch things from the middle of the Pacific up into space. You know, I, I guess I'd be a bit of a hypocrite to say we can do one thing and did not the other. Did you see the movie Aloha? I did. Okay. Oh, my God. We can launch satellites. Satellites. From Big Island. Yeah. See? But who knows what they're going to be used for and shit, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, that's, yeah, it's, it's hard, you know? <laughs> but they want to start, they want to they look into that next. Oh, really? Yeah, they don't do. Don't they launch rockets off the west side of Kauai? Um, I don't know if they do that. I thought, were Barking, I don't know. I thought Barking Sands was a rocket I don't facility. Know. I don't know. But I know they want to build a really big one on, I think, the Big Island. Mm-hmm. 
And if this TMT thing is going to go through, well, now let's make this place the most popular place to launch yeah. rockets from instead of Florida or somewhere else. And I'm like, ooh, man, that's kind of... I don't know if that's what Hawaii wants to be known well, for. I mean, I do think that, I mean, this this goes into a big question about the future of Hawaii and Hawaii's economy yeah. and job sectors. And I think that, you know, these these high technology jobs that would be good, that specialized skill sets. I mean, this could be a, a boom for our economy to yeah. bring, bring that level of, you know, to train, uh, you know, our, our residents and our students uh, to have those skill sets. Yeah, because they'd um, rather do that than go to the beach and surf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure we're going to be have local people that want to do that shit. <laughs> Some guy's going to build a rocket boost. Dude, those people, surfboard. those people are going to be coming from the mainland, man. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. But, but, we'll they, don't, but they don't have to. That's the thing. No, that's why. That's so true. that's that's why. I mean, not to go back to my program. The mentality that's here, though, dude. The mentality. Here. Yeah, but yeah, you know, but I think it's shifting. You I think, think it's so? shifting. Yeah. Okay. I think it's shifting. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back to why we need jobs here like that, because it's a big problem on how much money you have to make here to survive. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Hey, how's it? And welcome to the Aloha Life podcast. You're listening to us because we have great patrons who have joined our Patreon page and have become members of the podcast by supporting and donating to our show. Without our patrons like you, we wouldn't be on the air. So if you enjoy the podcast and want to hear more shows every week, please do take a moment to join us and become a patron of our podcast at patreon.com forward slash living the Aloha Life. And thank you so much for your support. Hawaii is one of the most beautiful places on earth. An 808 cleanup intends on keeping it that way. The 501c3 environmental nonprofit's main mission is restoring Hawaii's natural beauty for its local community and visitors. 808 cleanup empowers volunteers to conduct decentralized cleanups through the Adopt a Site campaign, responding to littering and vandalism of Hawaii's natural spaces, tagging and graffiti removal, saving Hawaii's indigenous ecosystem, and building sustainable solutions with local communities and nonprofit partners. If you love Hawaii, and wish for its beauty to remain for generations to come. Consider donating to a great cause and supporting 808 Cleanup's mission to keep Hawaii clean from Mauka to Makai at 808cleanups.org. All right, we're back. How you doing? Good. I'm back. <laughs> I've lost track of what we were talking about before. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, before we talk about the uh, big issue here, we're going to talk about the uh, Kealoa mailbox trial that's going on right now oh okay do you know about that i do not i live <laughs> it's a disaster i'm glad that you're living in this little world with your kids where you don't have to deal with this crap <laughs> is there some other world spinning outside of my little yeah dude. Of influence? okay dude there's a lot of stuff going on we might go to war with iran right now i don't even know so okay, so school me here so you know i'm gonna be getting <laughs> this news for the first time so this is great i'm just gonna sit back dude the klo is the um the guy was the chief police Chief of the police. Oh, yeah. And his brother and his relatives and his wife was a prosecutor. Yeah. And it's just, it's made a mockery of Hawaii and their politics and, 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 and just the way the state runs these, the system here. Yeah. And then there's other prosecutors that have been doing things illegally. His wife was a, was was into drugs, too, and getting people off. And they may have to redo all these different cases because of her. And uh, literally, they were trying to screw over their family and their wow. brother or their, their, their brother by stealing the meal, by saying that. His their brother stole the mailbox and all these other crazy. Th- I can't believe that this case has come down to the fact that the guy had a camera showing someone stealing the mailbox. And if oh, that didn't wow. happen, this case may have never been delayed. No kidding. And this is a really, really huge case for Hawaii, and they've had so many witnesses and everybody. And I, th- I don't know how much longer it's going to be, but we're going to get to the bottom of it. When we get to the bottom of it, we'll see really how much corruption is here. Because yeah. I believe that there's a lot of corruption in the rail system too. Oh. So. 
I mean, how do you feel about the real... Before you know, we actually go into the, the money situation we'll talk about, how do you feel about the real system, too? Uh, you know, I, you know, I would say that, um, I, again, I, I'm a big... I love them. I, in principle, I really like the real project. Yeah. In principle. In, princi- in principle, I, think, I like it, too. I think principle. It, I, I like it for various reasons in principle. Yeah. But I think that what's happened, what's it turn, what it's turned into and the cost... is a circus. It is a circus. And I think that, to me, is... Again, in the in it's the depressing. five years that I've been here, it seems to become a kind of a typical um, conversation. It's a, it's a typical scenario for these kinds of projects, and that again, that has got to change in a big way. Yeah, um, you know, we see. We, I don't. I mean, you're living in here, so you don't really see. You're not really seeing the the physical infrastructure of it, but you know, we see that in Coppola, we see that on a daily basis almost because it ends right there where the UH West campus is. Yeah, and you know, I was always so curious because I thought I thought they ran out of money. And well, that they, they were gonna they were gonna stop it, but yet it's still there's there's a ton of progress happening. So I just don't know how that works. Like how do well they they're taxing us more, yeah. right? So I think we were we were at um, I think we were at like four mm-hmm. percent tax here, and then we're, now we've gone out to five. So we've gone up a whole percentage. The other islands have less, but they still pay a tax. They which still I'll, pay a tax. Which I don't understand. Why are they paying a tax for something they're never going to use? The, yeah. the, the other islands are not happy about that. Yeah. Um, well, I think that, I think that, but I do think that the 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 argument there though is that. Honolulu, like just Honolulu itself provides enough income and income gener- and I'm I'm sorry uh, revenue and revenue generation that that the other islands benefit from right so you've got the well airport. they they I think they benefit from like um, disaster funding and things like mm-hmm. that but I don't think they benefit from the um, economy wise because this thing is not getting them to their hotels it's not getting them through their neighborhoods it's well I mean what is it really doing I don't I mean. How do, I mean, they're paying for something that they're not pro- benefiting from. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think they are, in a way? You know, I just think that they, the islands do benefit in an offset way because they, you know, we, the more tourists we can bring here, with the potential of going to those other islands. Other islands, you know. Yeah, okay, I, think, I can see that. And I just think a lot of our guests do do, um, you know, uh, they'll do a multi-island trip. So they'll come That's here for too. four or five days, hop on a plane to Maui for two days, and come back. And so, if coming here and being here is made easier by the rail. And they're saving money because now they don't have to rent a car. They can actually just take uh, the tr- they can take the, the yeah. monorail to uh, or the light rail to the airport or to downtown. I think that that there's an offset there for sure. I mean, whether you can quantify that at this point, I'm not yeah. sure. But I, I I could see why they would say, well, you know, those other those other counties, right? They're islands, but they're also counties, and those other counties are benefiting in an offset way from the usage of the railway. But um, but I do think it's a it's become um, a, 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 a boondoggle. Yeah, it has been. It kind of reminds me of the big dig in Boston. It's it's just cost billions and billions of dollars. And I think they would have had a better time if they just went ahead and changed uh, some of the highway routes. You know, I mean, literally a highway is an artery system, right? Yeah. That goes to a central heart. And a lot of the arteries were clogged, blocked. They could have just fixed those things and spent a couple hundred million dollars to make the roadway systems better and then invested the money along the east side, which is following into the ocean. Mm Mm-hmm. Because of global warming and all this stuff, or, not or even the West Side, which is congested. The West Side is West yeah. congested. West, fix you know? that highway, maybe even make it wider. And that's the the fastest growing area of, of all the Hawaiian Islands is yeah. is Kapolei Kaulina, right? Yeah. And so why not deal with infrastructure repair, but also infrastructure right. growth there? Why not do that? And widen that. I mean, I know that it's going to widening the highway is probably not going to happen anytime soon, but do something to offset the traffic there. The traffic there is out of control. Right. And I know? think they said the uh, the rail system was only going to benefit 2 to 5% alleviation mm-hmm. of traffic. Traffic. My God, man. For $12 yeah. billion? 
Yeah. I think he could have spent $1 billion in much better ways around the island. Mm. And I think it was because people were getting money. Oh, yeah. A I lot think of people were getting money, and yes. they said, well, this is the way to go. And now you have a system where they're already saying that the columns are sinking. Mm-hmm. The it's uneven now in some areas. They're, yeah, they're uneven. You can see that they, uh, they, they buffeted the, uh, <laughs> they leveled it out. It's are like, they going to you know, do, you know do that the rest of their lives? You know when you stuff cardboard under your table? <laughs> like, that's what it looks yeah. like. There's like, oh, the table's a little off. <laughs> let's, put a ma- let's put a match set underneath <laughs> they're stu- there. <laughs> they're stuffing it with con- little cardboard. Dude, that's not going to work forever. Yeah. I mean, there's somewhere there's like three levels of cardboard. It, you can see it. it Dude, that's not going to work. Yeah. It's not going to work when actually it's ever running. And you know what? They haven't gotten to the hardest part yet. They're at the airport right now, but once they get in town, they have, it's intimate domain. Now yeah. they're going to be putting businesses out of business. Oh, yeah. And they're going to be suing, and they're going to be asking for money. And this is why they did that last instead of – remember they talked about why didn't you guys just start from inside and just get it up and running to the airport and then keep then building? It's because they know they're about to run into the worst mm. problems that they have with the rail. Mm. And – I think they're going to have so many problems. Well, I don't know if you've kept up with that, you know, Waipahu and all those, the, the businesses along Farrington oh, they're, they're that have been, some of them closed now, down. Dude. I mean, I know personally a business that was, had to close down because their yeah. traffic was so affected by it. They couldn't, they couldn't find parking anymore. Right. And they're just getting the people so, so furious trying to get to the location. They just gave up. Yeah. And so they had to close their business because of it. And that's just one. And that's going to happen a lot once they get into town. Yeah. Even if they're not ready to take those businesses out yet, just the construction is going to wipe people out. Yeah. That's tough for local people, local families, man. It is. But then you also have to think, okay, so that's now and that's, it's definitely tragic. I would not want to be one of those individuals, obviously. No. But then you think ten years from now, what's the benefit of like, what's the benefit of that? Is there you know what does that look like? And I can imagine the benefit of that. I mean, you, it's really hard to consider. But you got to think about. Can you imagine the, the maintenance? <laughs> yeah. Who's going to pay for that? Yeah. We are. Yeah. In higher taxes. And combine that with what's happening with the the um, you know with the environment here already. They said know. the east side may cost six billion dollars to either move that high, highway in Kim Kamehameha inward or or bring it up. Yeah. So now you you may see be that's why we're gonna need those rockets. I'm gonna blast out of here. It's gonna be cheaper to live on Mars than Hawaii <laughs> soon. So just go to it's like <laughs> see it's all coming together. I get it now. Oh, we're gonna need God. rockets from from Big Island. Get the, get the hell off this island. <laughs> it's, it'll be cheaper. It will be cheaper to fly to Mars and live there than to live in Hawaii. Well, that's what's gonna bring us up to our next uh, news yeah. before we go to break, and that is, which is pretty horrible. Honolulu renters need to make $40 an hour to afford a two-bedroom apartment, mind you. This is not a house. Mm -hmm. A two-bedroom apartment where the average intake for local residents is $17.66 an hour. (sighs) How do you feel about that, man? man. I feel it. That's how I feel about it. I feel it. (laughs) I feel it, too. I'm in in there. I'm a statistic right inside there. Dude, are we both... Are we both about a hundred thousand dollars in income? No, no. I'm the, okay, I'm shy by about okay. You know, enough, right? 50, enough, enough. <laughs> okay, so me too. So ninety-six thousand a year a person is low income mm-hmm. to live on the island of Oahu in Honolulu. Wow. So let's compare that to you need forty dollars an hour for a two-bedroom apartment, mm-hmm. and ninety-six thousand a year is low income in Hawaii wow. on this island. I mean, that's probably not. How do people survive? That's probably not all that different from San Francisco, New York, L.A. Right. So, in all fairness, however, what those places have, 
our resources, right? So bingo. That's the difference. Is like, yeah, you could say the same thing about New York, but you've got so many more resources there. Bro, I gotta wait. I gotta wait wait two months for a goddamn tire to come in. Yeah. Yeah, I can't survive like that. Yeah, that's the insanity of it. That's that's what scares me about that. Is like, it's, you know, I could, those numbers are ridiculous, but yeah. you know, it's just the lack of resources and the lack of you know, the job market is so tight. Yeah, and so you've got you know you've got employers that know the job market is tight. You don't see you don't see those those wages raising anytime soon. No, you know, across across the U.S., but it's specifically here in Hawaii. So you've got a recipe for disaster. Well, the average of seventeen sixty six an hour that most people are making here, the average Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a um, minimum wage. I think is it's ten fifty or ten seventy five. Mm-hmm. They want to get it up to fifteen dollars. Yeah. Um, I just saw a job, and I think it was on Craigslist or something. They were. This is no joke. They were looking for someone with a master's degree, and these are all the things they had to do. They were going to pay him fifteen dollars and sixty oh cents God. an hour. A master's That's, degree. Yeah. What kind of cocaine are you <laughs> snorting, dude? <laughs> I mean, I would probably want to call that guy, meet him up, and just beat the fuck out of him. I mean, what kind of... That's, that's I mean, insane. are you insane? I mean, how could anyone survive off of that? It's nuts, dude. It's sad. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm just, I'm just adding up basic... I just, I just okay. grabbed my calculator. Go ahead. Some basic Add it up. So Go ahead. Let's just, know. Okay. So let's just say you're, you're spending on average, would you say, $2,000 a month for rent? Just average, which is, I think, low... But let's just say on average, all right. So you got two thousand a month rent there, and then let's say you have your utility bill. If you're not splitting it, is at least two hundred, which is low, I still think. But let's just say we'll be conservative there. And then let's say you have a car payment, not a new car, used car. What is that going to be a month? Uh, One fifty, two hundred okay, bucks. Yeah. One, let's say one seventy-five. Okay. Any other expenses you can think of that aren't extraneous? Let's say groceries. Um, would you say for a family, let's just say, just to say two people, not even a family, but let's say you're, you're spending 400 oh, a month? Yeah, 400, 400 a month. 400 a month on groceries? Month. Okay. What about like cable and internet and That's extraneous. Phone. Let's, let's okay, say, that's extraneous. That's ex- okay, okay, let's say, but you do need a, you do need a phone. Yeah. So let's say you're spending- um, 100 bucks. How much? 100 bucks a month. 100 bucks a month on your phone. Okay. So altogether, that's $2,875. Now you just add times 12. So you're spending $34,500 a year just on- just on those basics. So you, you get got two thousand dollars left. Yeah. If you're if you're making two thousand seventeen dollars sixty six cents on so. average, what you do make here. Um, no, so, you can't live. So two thousand divided by twelve will tell you how much you have to spend. So that's one hundred sixty six dollars a month extra. <laughs> so did we talk about gas? I didn't even. Add that gas. takes care of gas. That takes care. Of gas. That takes care of gas in your so, vehicle to get to work. So you you move to Hawaii just so you can work. And you know what. Before we go to break, that's what's going to bring us into the second half of the show, and that's going to be being in limbo in Hawaii, essentially. Being in limbo. Because that, exactly what we just talked about just now, is kind of like what a lot of people are doing right now. Yeah. They're kind of living in limbo. Living in limbo. So, we're going to take a break. We're going to put together a real positive song <laughs> <laughs> before we get into living in limbo in Hawaii. <laughs> All right, man. We'll right. see you in a few seconds. Life, TGIF, Coley Buds, 
St. Kelly, Cuban Friday So fly, look amazing, ma Can't wait to get my reggae on Do it all night long, mama see that we can reggae on Watch you dance for me in that thong Cuban Friday, y'all Five nine, baby girls, the motto Brown eyes, match the red stiletto Got me feeling so high, no lie We can touch the sky And I have you screaming, oh my God You know I'm there, baby Ooh, what a feeling You come around, my body free falling. Ooh, what a feeling! Anytime you're not around, me and your body calling. Sweet, sweet conversation, taking it slow. Girl, show me emotion with the lights down low. Work too hard, those to let it go. I got to let you know Needs no provocation Just let it flow And show me emotion With the lights down low And it's been a long, long time Too long So now I just got to rewind Back to when you say Ooh, what a feeling Time you come around, my body free falling. Ooh, what a feeling! Anytime you not around, me and your body calling. Yeah, I saw she got me loving off the morning ride. Hey, yeah, I saw she love me. You know me makes you feel alright. Hey, yeah, I saw she got me loving off the morning ride. Hey. I saw she lovely, I go give it to my girl tonight Me I go make her say Ooh, what a feeling Every time you come around, my body free falling Ooh, what a feeling Alright, we're back Living in limbo Living in limbo I, I went <laughs> into a state of limbo just now, just thinking of it Yo, did you? Yeah <laughs> I never thought from the time that I first moved here that I was going to be living, essentially, 20 years in limbo. (laughs) (laughs) But here I am, man, and I'm doing it with you right now. (laughs) And you you have no one to blame but yourself. I have no one. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? I've worked my ass off. You've worked your ass off since you've been here. And you know what? Here we are. Kind of like in a limbo-ish stage where it's like, we're kind of s- we're stagnant. We kind of want to get to a point where where there's a good flow going, and, and we're pretty feeling good about ourselves. But it seems like something just keeps us living in that stage. Well, I mean, it's probably it's probably a little bit different for each of us in the yeah. fact that I have a family, right? You know, the two the two my, my two boys, and you know, they're something that's on my mind all the time, right? And then what are their needs, you know? And, and obviously that's a huge expense for us is just thinking about how do we take care of their needs and not even anything extreme. It's just the core basic necessities yeah. uh, and healthcare is another, that's another, that's an expense I didn't even think about in the last, our last segment is adding that to the bill. What's, what's we didn't even, we didn't even add that. We didn't even think about because that. Because you got to take that off your, uh, off your, what, you, what you're making. Off your making, right. Holy so shit. It gets crazy. Yeah. So yeah. you start looking at the numbers, you get real depressed. Like why, why are we here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. But again, it goes back to that that that, dra- that unquantifiable draw of a way. I think what keeps me going, though, and I think it's the same thing for you, is the is that, you know, I feel like 
we have what it takes to get out of that limbo, you know, to that, that being in limbo is worth what it is, but we're going to emerge at just like Mothra. Like we're going to merge <laughs> out of this limbo. We're going to come out of a cocoon yeah. and we're going to come out something far more beautiful. Yeah. While I'm waiting. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting to wait. <laughs> we're all waiting for you to come out. Of <laughs> something emerge. Something, emerge something more beautiful. <laughs> when, when is that going to happen? Exactly. Fuck, dude. I wish I knew <laughs> the sooner the better for me, man. No, you know, it's funny before, before we moved here, you know, we, we had soaked up, all the information we could get. We talked to people. We we watched shows. And, yeah. And I had a really close friend who lived on who lives on Kauai. Right. And he had actually hired me years ago for some design work. And then when I moved here, he he had started a, a business on Kauai. Yeah. And so I was asking him, you know, just what are some pointers about you know starting? Because I, I didn't move here thinking that we'd start a business at all too uh, now. But yeah. Uh, I, I thought here I moved here thinking that we would pivot to some degree, like my that my design my design career would somehow take a pivot. Right. Um, so I, I talked to him about it and he said, you know, the number one rule to succeeding in Hawaii, and you'll learn this is just show up. Like that's all that, like if you just show up, dude, a lot of people don't even show up. Exactly. So <laughs> he said, just, that's like the number one thing. If you just show up, you're off to a good start. Right. I agree with that because more likely than not, your competition won't. Right. You know? I agree. And I could not agree more with that. And I thought that was, at agree. first I thought that was kind of like not absurd, but just like really like, uh, Almost uh, making it, it was too simple. Simple. It's simple, simple, but it's true. It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. You know, I, I love the, and there's always this, this cable guy jokes, right? Like what, what, you know, we need a window of time to yeah. come install your cable. Would you like between eight to 12 or 12 to four? Right. Right. And I was like, well, that's the whole day. It still happens today. It's like, yeah. And it, it, it would, it do not be surprised if you get, you know, when, when you're getting that stuff installed, that the guy doesn't come until 1230 when he said he'll be there at between eight and 12. It's just, you know, that that common courtesy or that that need to like just fulfill that promise you you make just doesn't seem to exist in general. Like yes, there are yeah. definitely those businesses that do a great job with it. Yeah. But in general, and it, it's really frustrating. It is really frustrating. I I think I mean we can talk more about our own personal situations, but I think in general here in Hawaii is this stage of limbo where a lot of people have a dream to come out here. Mm-hmm. And maybe they don't come. I mean, I'm sure they, they, if you're coming out to Hawaii, you're doing research. Yeah. But are you doing it fully to see the good and the bad of the situation? Uh, this show will tell you both, you yeah. know. And um, I think a lot of people come out here. They have this big dream and this big idea. And then they get here and they get caught up in this. Well, how do I manage to continue to live this awesome lifestyle mm-hmm. out here but just survive? Yeah. And I think that's kind of that limbo stage. To where people go, you know what? I can't afford a place on my own. Let me move in and roommate with like four or five other people. Right. They work a job. It gets very comfortable. And they just continue to live that lifestyle. And because time here seems to, I don't know. uh, To me, it seems like time goes by really slow. But then again, 20 years can pass like an instant. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been here a while. And I think these people end up getting into these little ruts to where they've been doing the same thing. Living in this limbo stage of their life for 10 years now. And now maybe they came here when they're 25, now they're 35, and they're saying to themselves, is this going to be the rest of my life? Because yeah. I can't, this, I mean, this is not where I want to be 10 years from now. Right. And they're not married, you know, they're not, they're not in a place on their own, they're not taking care of themselves, you know, on their own, they're living with other people, they're relying on other people to get them through life, to help pay rent, to help pay grocery bills, they're probably all going to Costco together, mm-hmm. they're probably, you know, and all that kind of stuff, it's like... How do those people, when do they decide, well, I need to move on, 
but they can't survive that way. They yeah. can't survive on their own here. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I think the state of Hawaii and the people and the politicians and the people running the state take advantage of that because they know that's a fact. They know that they, it's not on any census, but they know there's five to ten people living in these giant homes everywhere on the island. And yeah. they're just kind of letting it happen. And they're not doing anything about it. They're not doing anything to change how much and how expensive it is to have a one-bedroom, to have a two-bedroom here. Because they know that these people are just living with other people, and they're living in limbo, and they really don't care about it. Well, and I think they're, they're pandering to a different audience, too. I think that, you know, what, what you're talking about officials and developers and all, I mean, they're pandering to a, 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 a different demographic, I think, yeah. than the person that, that is living and working and earning like an, what's called like an average or middle income kind yeah. of salary. But, you know, I, who are those people? Waiters. Yeah, I, mean, I think, I think that, well, according, according to the data, that's the service majority people. of the people here. Yeah, service people. Service people. If you take away the fact that five to ten people can't live in these homes anymore, you're going to lose all those service jobs because those people won't be able to afford to live here anymore because they can't afford to live here on their own anymore. And that's kind of a that's. I don't think that like everyone listening, me and you, realize that take away Home Depot, take away Starbucks, take away Walmart. Those people who are living with those people are living with other people in their homes. They're yeah. not working, and yeah. have their own place. All those people that live—it's just not happening. No, well, I mean, if you look at the numbers, there's no way it could be happening. There's no way it could be that. happening. There's just, the numbers don't add up. No. So it's either either they're living with lots of other people, or they're living in like a little studio attached to someone's house that has lived here all their lives, and they can't afford their own rent or their own bills. Yeah. So they have to have people supplemented by moving in with them. Which is another problem because you know about the VBROs and the Airbnbs yeah, now. Yeah. You heard about that problem. They want to stop that now. Right. So I kind of think that the people who are um, only come here to buy a property and they're on the mainland, that should stop. Yeah. But the people who are have lived here all their lives and can't afford Hawaii anymore, they should be able to rent out a part of their house to enable them to stay in Hawaii. You know, I'm I'm divided on that. Well, I'm going to go back to the how would they survive the, this whole idea of limbo? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we didn't come up with this phrase. I know that for a fact, but yeah. we 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 use it all the time. Uh, par, par, you know, um, um, paradise paralysis. Okay, right. That you you come to Hawaii or I think any place in kind of the Sun Belt that's known like the tropics, and you right. you you assimilate to this island culture. You assimilate to the 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 way time passes and the way jobs are done and. and it, it is a kind of a paralysis because it's always so beautiful and you do always feel like you, you can just take advantage of it. You should take advantage of it. And, yeah. and it, sometimes it is hard. Like you, you were just laughing before about the news and how I'm so, you know, you're more caught up on the news than I am. Part of it is because of kids, but part of it is because I've kind of checked out just in general. I wish I could do it. Because it's just not like, that's the paralysis part for me. Like I've, I've checked out even from mainstream news. Even local dude, you've been checking out. I do check out, man. There's a lot of crazy stuff because going I just on can't, right now. To me, it's just also, it's so much of it is so negative and it's it so, is. it's so based on fear mongering and, I just have no time for that. And my my kids need me to be in a better place for them. So I just don't have time for that. And my businesses need me to be in a better place. I, if I have, if I made decisions or, or if I was somehow influenced or affected by that bullshit news, yeah. it would be, it, it would, I think it would have a, a, a negative effect on my, my ability to make a positive impact. So I just choose to ignore some but of that. But if you want to expand your business, like we've been talking about tours and all these other things that we want to do together, you have to take some of that news into effect, like the rail. Totally. And the traffic. I agree. And how does that affect future business of people being able to get you get to you on a timely manner? Are they going to be in traffic? Are they going to bother to come over? You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. I mean, you have to do consider some of those. And I do all the time with a tour company because I'm like, if I'm waiting 
And why Manalo? The roadway, the work, the road work has been. They said it was going to be done in 2016. Right. It's still being done. Yeah. I have to wait 20, 30 minutes just to get through the town of Waimanalo. Yeah. I mean, that's not good on a tour. No. And it's not good on the North Shore where we have the the Turtle Beach, where you have to sit in traffic for a half hour there. Yeah. At some point, that can affect the tour industry. Well, I, you know, I think that's why it's industry. a paralysis because it's not it's not nece- necessarily a good thing. You know, it's not necessarily a positive thing. It, it's it paralyzes you and does stop you from growing. So the checking, I think the checking out process, quote unquote, checking out process was valuable for me because I was mm. kind of moving from an, a, a media saturated environment, living in New York. Right. And in my business, my design business was, we were so involved in what was happening and trending and all that. And then just kind of escaping all that for a little bit was really important for me. Just personally, I just needed to just not be so connected all the time. Yeah. And, and now I see myself slowly starting to become a little bit more. And you know me, Wade. You know that. Yeah. My, you know I love my business. I love the the numbers behind it. I love watching it grow. I love creating partnerships. So those things yeah. I'm really involved in. But you're right. The context, the business climate, the the cultural climate. Those things I've kind of checked out of. But I am starting to kind of reconsider. And you know, I actually had this crazy not a vision so much, but I had this crazy idea that some maybe I could run for politics. I could see maybe I'd like to run. I'd like to and, run what you do. Couple like politics i think I, yeah. I, I i don't know i just had this weird feeling that i could maybe possibly do it at some point i think you're totally good possibly yeah possibly we'll yeah well, it depends on how much depends on how much this what are you going to be independent independent me too yeah yeah i'm more like yeah. a libertarian do you yeah. kind of tend to be more on democratic uh things i tend to or, lean yeah more more yeah. democratic i think well now, I how's think that the, been working the for the state? socially democratic how's that been working for the state last 50 years <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you might want to be a libertarian. So, socially democratic, but... Hey, they but, allow pot. <laughs> but but financially conservative, right? I think yeah, that's yeah, that, the, that makes sense. As you get older, I yeah. think that's how you lean. Uh, you know? It is kind of how you lean. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Though. My chances for politics may, may be running out if I continue to do this with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Well, I think at some point we'll, we'll do a political show. Oh, yeah. Well, politics but, and paradise. My, my politics chances, and paradise. My chances will just go to hell from that one. Never mind. <laughs> That's okay. So yeah, I I do think, but I do think a part of that limbo process. I think part of that getting out of limbo is things like this. Like you can't, you know. I mean, you invited me to be back on this, right? And part of that, obviously, is stepping out of comfort zone, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Part of it is expanding our friendship and our business relationship. Part of this is connecting with an audience outside of my of my audience in Capole. So I got to speak in the mic there. Yeah. And so I think that you know this is how you escape that limbo. And I think that a lot of people are looking for that are in limbo. Or let's say people that know their limbo don't know how to get up are are failing to just acknowledge it and then yeah. say, okay, how do I get out of this? And it's you've got to. And how would you say that? What would you tell them if they feel to, they're stuck in this place for the last five, ten years here? You've got to incre- you've got to increase your network. You know, you've got to continue. You got to make friends. You've got to go out there. You've got to uh, um, be willing to go outside your comfort zone. Maybe try some new things. You know, don't. I, I think the you know the the whole um, the phrase of like. Um, you can't you can't keep doing the same thing and expect a different response. I know yeah. you have to be willing to step laterally and try something ty- entirely different. Sometimes, right? You know, again, for me, I could have I could have moved there and kept doing design work, which I do do still, but um, but I have these other two really fun things that I'm doing business wise that are tangential to my design business. They're using my design knowledge, but are in a tourism industry which I didn't know anything about, right? And in education which I knew nothing about, I right? Mean, really. And so that to me is really fun. And that the one business has connected me with you and other people like you, which is super fun and is, and is, has given me a whole new knowledge base. That's stepping, that's kind of getting out of limbo. Right. Um, and so I think that's what you need to do. If, if you're, if you're, you're talking about how do I, you know, I'm kind of stuck in this rut. 
um, just do something you haven't done before. Yeah. You know? the uh, I mean, a lot of the things that I've done, I mean, like we both went to design school and stuff. So, yes, we use those skills and what we're doing today, but I'm not doing a damn thing that I went to school for. Yeah. For whether it's tour business, a nonprofit, off-grid stuff. I mean, I'm all over the place. No, but I sometimes don't, I don't Hawaii know if that's can, true. I don't you don't think true. so? No, no, no. Because, because Hawaii can change you to do these things. Well, I just looked up, I'm looking up, and I look at your 808 cleanups, yeah. right? So you started that business or that, that non-profit, organization, organization non-profit, yeah. right? So that, that didn't exist. Right, didn't exist. Until you had this idea, like, right. oh, and then you found people to help make it a reality. Yeah. I imagine you designed you designed that yep. bumper sticker. Yep. So you're doing. I mean, I think it's moving from a lowercase d design to an uppercase d design. So okay. in the past, you were called on to help somebody else's idea come to fruition. Right. right. I need this logo. I need mm-hmm. a website. So instead of instead of working in design from a reactionary pers- you know, position where someone's coming to you for this work, you've chosen to create businesses that need your design skill, your design thinking, organizational skill. Yeah. You know your knowledge of the of the environment. To create the business, so I, I don't think no. I think you're using it in a greater I am capacity. Using it. Okay, a greater, greater capacity. capacity. Yeah. So it's good to have that as a foundation. Heck yeah. I mean. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think, and I, I think it's a fool. I mean, I, I do think it's kind of a foolish, and and I, I am the fool in this story. I think it's kind of foolish to move here and not think you can't leverage some a skill you already have and succeed. You have to come here willing to leverage a skill you currently possess okay even if it's just to to land something to get you on your feet. But if you come here expecting to like make a big splash and not leverage an existing skill set, I think it's kind of foolish. Yeah, I could I be wrong. Hey, I, I keep telling people in, in past shows too, my, my, my first skill set here was, uh, what you call it, uh, edible arrangements. No. <laughs> That's the first thing. No way. way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking dipping fruit into chocolate and <laughs> f- fucking doing bouquets. That, oh, my God. But I, but No. It, yeah, that's what I first did here. Wow, and and the thing is, is I, I did that first. I was using my my skill to make it look beautiful and all, but I was eating it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck my life!" <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I got a design, and then I got a design. I got a design offer not too many months later, and I no boom, kidding. I went right into doing web design and and. and but you see, you yeah. see what you did there, and I think that's what a lot of people aren't willing to do. And that's I was willing. The, that's how much sh- I love shameless. Hawaii. You just have to become shameless. Hawaii. Yeah, you just have to. You have to love Hawaii more than you love what you're doing. But more, you more came, than your ego. Yeah, but you came here pretty much with work, kind of already. You were already doing work. I was. And you came here, so you had something to fall back on while you were trying to build something here. Yes. I yeah. mean, I think that's kind of a, a, a good way of doing it. That's probably much better than what I did, but I mean, how, how do you feel about that? I mean, should you come here with something, like a foundation that you are at least making some money while you're looking for something here? Always, yeah. I, I, I You know, this is such a different place, and, and I do always recommend that you come here with at least something. You think about, you know, Double everything you think you're going to spend. So if you think it's a thousand dollars a month rent, it's two thousand. If you're going to spend two hundred in groceries, it's four hundred. If you're going to, if in anything, when you do your budgeting, yeah, especially if you're considering moving here, just double it. And right, I agree with that's you. That's your that. living expense. It's scary, right? though. It's kind of scary. It is scary, but you got to be real because you know what's scarier than it is coming here not having enough, and, and then you and realize you don't even have the money to get home. Ending up on the street like a lot of oh, people, dude. It's really rough. So I, w- I would definitely say that. Um, but in, in in limbo is almost in some ways. You know, you Limbo's can be do- okay for some people, dude. They seem to be okay with it. It is, but you could be doing financially great and still, you know, go through a psychological limbo, an emotional limbo. So you could, for example, a you spiritual could, limbo. Spiritual limbo. I mean, that's another one. Like I moved here, yeah. you know. So I, I am, you know, I, the, the the idea of like labeling myself as one or other spirit, spiritual or, or or religious 
base is not it's not something I'm comfortable with. But uh, I would say that if I had to be identified as any one kind of person, I'm definitely in the camp of atheist. Yeah, and and that does not you know there's no there's no judgment for me from people that have other. So you just don't believe in a god, but what? Okay, so that's okay. So that's a uh, you said atheist. Yes. So that's pretty much you don't believe in a god. Period. Right. Whereas um, agnostic would be you don't know. I don't know. So do you not know or do you not believe? Period. Um, I would say I'm atheist leading toward agnostic. But again, that because how could you know? You're just human. Yeah, you're just human. But I think the difference here is that you know we moved when we moved here. We 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 didn't know that how deep religion ran. It runs really deep here. Really deep. And a lot of the um, activities and a lot of the social groups um, are centered around a particular religious oh. belief. Yeah. And so did you find out the kind of central around Christianity? Yes. Okay. Well, what, what, I mean, do you think that's just mostly... I think it's mostly because of the missionaries that came here originally oh, and converted. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas the actual belief system of Akua and mm-hmm. the gods of Hawaii are more based on the Native American type of animalistic yes. and gods and myths. Mm-hmm. Which is actually pretty fucking cool. Yeah. That's like, I can get behind that type of Greek mythology mm-hmm. type of world. Um, because there's a lot of mystery behind that. Although, you know, deep down you know it's kind of, but I mean, it's the mystery and the kind of... The well, that's the thing. I, don't, I yeah. don't know I don't know anything. I mean, that's the difference. I don't know anything, really, when it comes to... Okay. I, I don't know if there's a God. I don't know if spirit animals exist. Okay. I, I don't. I know that I'm willing to... to to listen yeah, yeah i'm yeah. very willing to yeah, listen yeah, in yeah. fact like you said i think of a lot of the stories and a lot of the mythology is super interesting yeah but i don't know anything it's great and storytelling so, yeah yeah and i think the problem is when people say that they do know something i'm like you're full of shit you don't know no you, you do don't know. know you don't know and that's why i kind of like the mystery of the hawaiian culture and that's kind of why i wish i wish it wasn't so christian based as more spiritual in a like Kind of like an animal realm and mm-hmm. a kind of like worldly, earthly realm. Yeah. Kind of like a Gaia. Mm-hmm. Because if you really come down to it, more you know who Gaia is, right? A Gaia. Yes. Okay, so I think I think believing in a type of Gaia entity would mm-hmm. be much more believable because you can look at the seismic activity in in, in the sonics from the Earth. Yeah. And there's some. It is alive. Yeah. Literally. So I mean, I could more kind of fit within that. I mean, being. I'm more Buddhist as in tendencies as I like to live in the present moment. Mm-hmm. I think you could say that. Wouldn't that be nice to live in that present moment? Where Absolutely. Everything, yeah. So, I mean, I think you could, there could be tendencies of that type of stuff. But I think a lot of people, when they come here, like you were saying, you're kind of bombarded with religious yeah, uh, religious groups or whatever around you. And you're kind of like, if you're in a limbo before, you're like, now you're being pressured into kind of like a system that people are following here. Yeah. How do you well, deal with that with the I, kids? I, so let me. This is a, this funny story. I'm gonna try. I'll try to make it short. So yeah. So the first year we we moved here, we were in Eva Beach. Yeah. And so we had quickly realized that most of the organizations and most of the the, the groups for for children's activities are going to be uh, based around some sort of fundamental religious belief. Yeah. Again, not a problem. Like in a, in a judgmental perspective, we that, that's fine. That's, but it wasn't something we were ready for our kids to enter into yet, to have that conversation. They were still young. And we do, we, we do not espouse atheism at the house. Like that. We, we, are, we want our children to, to develop their own, you know, their own way of being and their own, okay. you know. And so we're not opposed to taking them to various churches and showing them what these religious, religious beliefs are. Yeah. But what we don't want to do is cram down their throat. One Program thing, them. One thing or another. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So that being said, we, we 
I wound up going to I wound up going to meet up and I found a group of atheists. <laughs> this, is, this is hilarious, right? So they're doing a meetup. I'm thinking, okay, you know, I got to find some other atheists. So not with the kids. You so did it on your own. Yeah. You went there by yourself. No, no. So I said, yeah, I'm going to go do this with the kids. I'm gonna you find brought some. the kids well, to wait, an atheist. Wait, you're, dude, you're you're skipping ahead. All right, okay. all right. Hold on. Okay. So so right. so I, I said, tell my, my wife. You know, my wife's like, okay, you know, she's kind of like sort of mildly interested in it you know kind of skeptical of course yeah. as, as most atheists are she's skeptical of the whole thing so right so basically um i wind up there's this meetup group they're hap- they're meeting up at um at a beach um on the south side and so okay. we, we plan this day and we, we drive out to the beach location and and they send out a note through meetup stating that they're going to be in this like little um sort of like this uh, little hut um, okay the meeting and that we can just all gather there so i drive up and i can't see the hut anywhere and this woman comes out to greet us and she's very friendly and she's mm-hmm. like oh, we're, we're over here and it's just her at that point and my wife and i are kind of having our doubts well, okay this is one person that's okay fine. so we, we get out there and we brought a meal to share it's all everything's pot which is really cool by the way everything's potluck right so okay. it's like everybody's always sharing food um so then in comes another couple with two kids right totally awkward like they don't say a thing huh. because they're just they're probably as nervous as we are okay and then another couple other people come and then this one guy comes in combat boots and like a like a rambo knife on his side are you come no on. i'm totally serious to the beach we're on a beach okay black torn shirt with Maybe a we just came back knife. from hunting dude i'm telling you <laughs> and we were not like we could not be more uncomfortable with the situation it sounds we, like and, it. and and you know every it was just this awkward kind of silence and then um you know no one brought really enough food for anybody. It was really, it was, and it was funny because Em and I were talking about how we've had been to so many religious based potlucks and how there's always like this abundance of food and everybody's okay. really friendly. And yeah. we're like, this is, this sucks, you know? Because that's interesting, dude. <laughs> totally is this the story? This is real. Because this is real. That's interesting. Yeah. So we're like, here we are thinking, well, you know, we went to this thing thinking to be one way and it was a complete opposite experience. We hated it. Yet, we go through these. We go through these. Our, kind of our friends invite us, you know, and we're grateful for the invitations that we go. And these groups are so much fun. And like, you know, again, they're 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 from a church. They're within a church, but they're like all oh, this food and all these really wonderful people and great. They're laughing, and we're like, this is cra- this is so weird, you know? Like, why does it have to be this way? And, and yeah. And so my wife and I talk about limbo. We left. We're like, well, where do we fit in here? You know? Cause, okay, that's interesting. Because one, we don't want to be. We don't want to be inauthentic. You know, we don't feel like it's what, right. But to, what like, happened with that? meeting was there any did it just, it just feel uncomfortable the whole time the entire time the entire wow. time yeah it was the weirdest thing we had nothing in common with these people when the guy came with a knife we were like okay that's it this like, is freaking me out there's no i've never been to a party where someone comes with a knife and that's, it's exposed it's yeah, like that's hanging bizarre. off there, right it was so weird especially with kids so weird dude yeah he, he didn't have kids but there were like six other kids but there were there. kids there yeah right, it was right which it is was, weird man it was freaking bizarre so i mean I, the food I, was nasty by the way <laughs> It was nasty. Christian food's much better. It was like mac and cheese. It was just <laughs> oh, gross. Geez. It was gross. Yeah. I mean, I've gone to a lot of pot, uh, potlucks and things like that, and um, a lot of times it's it's Christian groups. Yeah. They uh, Christian groups, even okay. So you know, I think there's a there's a there's a thing out there that says Christian groups are like this, and that's I don't believe that's true. Mm-hmm. I believe Christian groups they're all different. There's so many different types of Christian groups. And they'll they'll be there to support you. They do great food. They're very friendly. Very. They'll talk to you. They don't force you to do anything. No. And they just want you to join in and be a part of something. And they're totally cool. Yeah. Now I kind of hang. I've hung out with with Buddhists too. They're more little little more quiet. The vegetarians. They're mm-hmm. more about peaceful kind of. They're not as you know 
out there is like the Christians and, and, and right. all happy and laughing and all this stuff. But um, it's just a different type of thing. But for me, I kind of like hanging. I'm okay with hanging out with those types of groups. They're nice people. They bring a good vibe, a good yeah. aloha vibe. And I'm totally cool with that. I don't believe in a lot of those systems that they believe in. But, I mean, it's just, it's okay. You know, the thing is, I think is that we don't, I think like me and you, we don't have issue with religious groups. I mean, I don't, I don't have, I've never had a problem with them. So no, no, I get along I mean, with them. I think do whatever makes you better. You yeah, know? Like do whatever, just makes, do you whatever better. makes you better. If, if, yeah. if that group, if be well, that any supports group, you. Well, yeah. if, if if there's a group that supports you yeah. and what you're doing, yeah, you know, and and a lot of those Christian groups, they they'll ju- they'll just invite you in with open arms. They don't even know you. Oh, totally. Which is totally cool. But if you're coming here and and you're in some kind of like some people come here to Hawaii too to find their spirituality. Yes. And they get caught up in that limbo to where they don't know what they want to believe in. When I first moved here, I was strict Roman Catholic. Oh, really? Oh, it was a horror show. <laughs> I, I felt guilt for fucking all my life until I got here. Seriously? Oh, I had this horrible... Wait, so you felt guilt because you didn't quite... like. I didn't fit fall, in here. You didn't fall into line. No, I didn't Roman. fall into line. I had this horrible rock at the bottom of my belly yeah. that was just weighing me down for yeah. so long of this guilt that if I don't do this, this, or this, and this, then that's it for me. Yeah. And then I did find Buddhism that kind of alleviated me of that and kind of opened up. And because uh, I was in a kind of a limbo, I'm like, wow, there's so many. The good, the good thing about Hawaii is there's so many different belief systems that if something is yeah. closer to what you want to believe in or that what is kind of fitting for you or there's the road that you want to take, you can find that here. Yeah, true. Or you don't have to believe in anything. You can be agnostic or you can be atheist. And you know what? No one's going to have a problem with you. Well, I, th- I do think that that in general is what one of the one of the great things about being here is you just people kind of just leave you alone like they don't <laughs> it's not great you know what i mean like, i kind of like that people just don't really they don't judge you too care much all here. that much yeah no, that, they don't judge you here so that's why it's awkward to even bring the story up because it's not like it even has ever been an issue but yeah it's something that happened to me and it, it has caused a certain it, it, I, I look through my life here through that lens now that that, that yeah that experience so you've but, never gone to another atheist group before again no, again after that no i don't really yeah. care I don't, how, about, how about your wife how does she, how, she where is she she on? hates the idea of being called anything like atheist okay. or agnostic she's like you know spiritual well she's like how do you how do you how do you define you something by something you don't believe in that's ridiculous like yeah right but like, that would be religious yeah that would be like you're religious or if you're spiritual you believe in more like um energy like some kind of an energy right isn't it like most spiritual is more like you kind I, of I, yeah I, I think there's a there's a biological explanation for us being here yeah that's evolutionary but that the seed for that is extraterrestrial I really do believe that. Okay, so, that could totally be. So I believe be. that we've, I, th- I think that we are a product of this earth. Yeah. And that we we evolved according to what modern day science has has kind of started to decipher for us. But that at the heart of that, at the seed of, of that beginning, yeah. was something extraterrestrial in nature. Um, you mean not of this not planet? Not of this planet. Like, oh, okay. I, I don't think we grew that's up We could do a whole show on that. I know, dude. man. But that's what I, that's I kind of what I believe, you know? And, yeah. And you could say, well, that thing that whatever was responsible for putting us there is God or is... Uh, that that being I, I don't know but um, yeah but i mean w- but i imagine though there was a when you're saying when that point happened then we involved we evolved into what we are today yes okay that's interesting but at the bottom of it as in spirituality as an energy when we all are brought into this world it's more of like atoms and neutrons yes, yeah. and protons we are, and we are energy we are of the cosmos we are yeah. of the sun we yeah. are the we always, energy of we the always sun. tell our kids that we are a product of the stars right we're a product of the and stars we'll always be that way that do we, we are, return to the stars once I, we pass i do think so i think okay. that, that that you know all the matter that ever was or ever and ever will be 
is all that ever was, right? So yeah. there's only so much matter in, in the universe, and that matter has always been there, right? Whether it's condensed into this super heavy ball or mm-hmm, whether it's mm-hmm. exploded into the galaxy. And so, you know, we're just a product and we're just one with that mass. We're just our energy, we're just... You know, so when you say energy, though, people will detect that as, well, that's a spiritual... Is there a spiritual entity within our organic bodies? You know, I don't know. I don't know whether that's you don't just know. a projection of our mind and our and our mind's ability to create a reality. I don't know. That I don't know. And I and will we ever know that? Do I you don't, believe memories can exist forever? Memories can exist forever. Um, what do you mean by a lot that? Of, I, <laughs> it's a good question, though, right? It is. Um, kind of like a lot of movies, kind of like uh, Interstellar and things like that, where it kind of, it's like, there's memories in there that linger on a thread and it's always there somewhere even though we may be gone someone here is talking about us long after we're gone there's still memories there's well, still th- something going on like we, like is that part of a entity where uh, what i'm getting to is that a soul is there is there an energy fo- force out there somewhere where you're there you're part of out there but your memories linger somewhere and you could uh, maybe return somewhere from another galaxy or another world and kind of enter another organic form yeah, could yeah. you be reborn that's yeah, what i'm kind of saying too yeah. possibly i mean i do think Who that says, yeah i think that there is a a collective memory that for example that the the person that is jason otero myself that somewhere in in my being in my in my both in the the biologicalness of me but also in the in the part that isn't quite biological in the, in those in the synapses mm-hmm. in my brain that there is a there's a memory bank yeah and in that memory bank are experiences from people that came prior to me yeah know? Or that are part of my family that are there and that inform me and at very very subconscious level that those memories do travel with you i do think that that's there's something there and i think i think that science at some point can maybe unlock the potential of that mm. um so i find that really fascinating I do too but i i think you know in the same way that we talk about how we know more about the stars than we do about the ocean i think we know more about the external than we do the internal i know right I agree and so with that. i think that you know, the more the science unravels the mystery of our brain, the more fascinating it becomes. Do you believe you could heal yourself if you're in the right frame of mind? I do. Okay, I do too. I do. That's something special, don't you think? Yeah. Because I've seen it happen. I do. So that's something internal within us mm-hmm. that is not of the exterior. Yes. So there's something within our bodies, whether that is a spiritual, whether that's the spiritual entity within us that... Because you know we're energy, right? So kind of like, I'm, I hate to bring up the matrix, but the robots were using us as energy, but as batteries. To. Because we had an inner force right. that we were using, and once that force leaves the interior, we die. Right. The body dies. So it is possible that there's some form of entity inside, spirit, soul, whatever you want to call it. That's kind of like where I'm at on where my belief is. I mean, I, I do. I, I, um, <laughs> I, it go, I'm just thinking, it goes deep. I mean, you brought up the Matrix, yeah. and I'm thinking of like, you know, I'm thinking of, of, of movies like Contact, you know? Yeah. Um, that talk about our connection to each other and to like that alien literally when she went through the wormhole Mm -hmm. that alien was taking her memories right to know what would be comfortable to her right so it it was presenting itself in a form that would relate that she could relate to so that he showed that it could teach her and who's to say that that doesn't happen to us right now right that's what i'm saying and and i also think and this sounds sounds total you know you know woo woo but i think that like even even people in our life, for example, you know, Wade, you and I, or my wife and I, like, you know, there are there's there's purpose to those con- to those relationships, and it's not yeah. to say that everything is like there's a purpose for us being, but there's a reason why 
things happen. I'm not saying that that we're fulfilling a destiny, not at all. Okay. But I am saying that there is a there's an energy out there, and you you energy uh, reconciles energy, right? So right. You know, you're putting out there a, a need in, in mm -hmm. some way or another subconsciously. There's you're putting out there this need. Um, for help, let's say, yeah, and there are people that are fulfilling that need for help from you, you know, in various ways. And so, yeah. you know, if you're open and receptive to those people, then then the impact yeah. creates, creates that 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 new relationship that's formed changes and creates new things. And again, going back to this lim limbo thing, yeah, I think oftentimes you're caught in limbo because you've closed down the receptive capacity of those relationships, and so. You know. Well, see, this stuff I would have never been like really deeply talking about and investing with you or anyone else if I wasn't in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. I probably would have been much closed-minded yeah. when I was on the mainland and I was just Roman Catholic and I was trying to figure out, this is not me, this is right. not who I am, but here I am sticking in it. As soon as I got here, I understand the limbo thing, but I also understand Hawaii, in a spiritual sense, may be a way to get out of that religious limbo or out of that one way of thinking mm -hmm. like you can open your mind here and have an un amount of possibilities yeah. of where you want to go with your life spiritually yeah. so that you can get out of the limbo here in hawaii i believe this would be like the best place to do that because there's I so do. many different systems and, to believe in and you're bringing up such a great a great you know the, the, you're bringing up something that's, uh, that i've thought about quite a bit and that's this idea that in, in hawaii and again these are some of these are broad strokes i'm painting yeah. there, are, there are a number of people that i've have i've known my entire life on the mainland that fit this description as well but yeah. on the whole what i found is that there's a reservoir within people here that goes really deep yeah in hawaii like that that culturally religiously there's a there's a really deep reservoir to people and they're very authentic in that you know and i love that part like I'm more likely to find that here, mm -hmm. you know, and those, and you said, you know, we would never be having these conversations maybe if it weren't for being here. And I think that's true. I think Hawaii is a place that maintains and nurtures those, those conversations allows for those things to happen. And, and I don't think, you know, when you're tapped into the, the new cycle in, in modern, modern media, you know, the way that I was when I was living back in the mainland, there's no room there's almost no room to go deep. You know, I, yeah. I, I started going deeper with my own philosophy the minute I started meditating. But I started meditating in preparation to move here because I knew that I was going to be making decisions that are going to be really hard. Financial I agree decisions, because that's exactly what right? I'm doing. Yep. And so I knew that I needed a space to think clearly and to not let things influence are me. Are you still doing it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I meditate. I need I to do not more as of it. much. I need to do more of it. Yeah, I, I go through waves. You know, yeah. I, I, specifically when I feel stress coming on, I do, I do meditate. Yeah. But that's your, that's your mind's ability to heal itself. Usually, like, when I feel that stress coming on, I just have a panic attack. <laughs> 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 I can't breathe. <laughs> I need like no, a shot you, of whiskey. <laughs> you got, you got to meditate, bro. You got to like <laughs> panic. Not I've lately in my those. life, dude. Not lately in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> no, I've had those. I've had those. You know what but that's like, yeah. I do. No, no, I totally. I've had those, like those moments of like where my the short the shortness of breath. Oh yeah, and it's horrible. Like, that cold sweat. Yeah, and, like it's, that, it's not that pleasant. Waking up at two o'clock with out of fear, you know. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, this it sucks. <laughs> it's like that's when you got to meditate. That's right, and that's why I'm probably getting more of the attacks because I don't meditate enough. I, 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 there's something that well that goes back to this idea of your body being like, your body you can physically heal yourself but you can yes. mentally heal yourself and, and you can physically make yourself sick you can and mentally make yourself sick yeah I'm kind of I'm kind of and doing usually that. usually the, <laughs> the physical follows the mental right? I agree the mental stress yeah takes a toll on your body's physical physical health yeah I agree and yeah. I think a lot of here a lot of people live in before we close this out a lot of people live in a limbo here it's not easy making it here it, it's kind of hard but if you don't try your very hardest 
to be positive, to meditate, to think positive thoughts, to think that things are going to work out, things are going to make it, I'm going to survive. Build a nice little foundation of really solid good friends around you that can, you can talk to anytime. Yeah. Um, when you do have a breakdown or you do start to have a, you know, something like a panic attack, something happened, you need to have that formal foundation around you. And because uh, you could, I mean, this people have been living here in limbo for 10, 20, since they've been born here, they've been living in limbo. Yeah. And it's never going to change for them. They're going to be renting their entire life and they're just never going to get to the point that they want to be in life. And that's going to be sad. Yeah. But um, I think we can do it. I think each one of us can do it. We're, I mean, I'm, we've been in limbo here and there, but I, I, I have that hope and I have that sense that it People, we're going to get out of it. Yeah. Well, I think I think being stuck in limbo is, is sort of being in this place where you can't see the beginning or the end, right? You can't that's, see. That's where it you've is. You've lost yeah. sight of where you've come from, and you can't see where you're going. Exactly. And so you're caught. And I think that you have to do one or the other: either take a moment to reflect on where you've been, yeah, and understand that, or take a moment to to chart a trajectory, write it down. Like I, I think that so many times you get caught in limbo because you just you aren't capturing your ideas. You're not writing them down. You're not. You know, you're not taking the time to just kind of sort through those, and it's a big jumble. Right, right, right. And right that right, jumble right. keeps you almost again in in that sense, that state of paralysis. Yeah, like I have, like uh, I have a I think it's somewhere up here, but I have a thing written down of every year my goals, what I'm going to do this year, mm-hmm. and it's obviously going to be better than last year, right? So you got to write down a set of goals for yourself. I don't care if you have it in your closet when you open your closet every day and get changed, and you open your clothes, and there's that list, right? to keep you in check and to keep you on track so you don't stay in limbo for that year. You hopefully, I'm not saying you need to get through, let's say if you make 10 for the year, not get through all 10, but if you can get through at least five, mm-hmm. you're not in limbo, you're moving forward. Right. So right. I mean, try to have a set of plans and accomplishments that you can do so you for yourself even feel you're achieving something and you're moving forward. Yeah. What do you think? I, I just came, as you were saying that, I just came up with a really great, um, limbo is an acronym lost in my brains overthinking (laughs) like that's i think that's what it is is like you're just overthink things and you're just talking yourself out of stuff talking yourself into things you're not sitting down like doing a note-taking doing the visioning to sort out what what it is you want to do what is you want to become and and that creates that that limbo state so do you believe limbo is also self-defeating like you can create that limbo for yourself you don't have to you can not you can just say i'm not going to be in limbo yeah, I think you can. And yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, I think... Even yeah. though the ec- the external factors are really kind of against you. Yes. Here, yeah. With, you know, how much money you make, how much you have to pay for this, how much you pay for that. You still think you can well, get out of the limbo even though you're restrained like that. You do, because, but you have to make conscious decisions. Like, for example, just for example, yeah. when, again, we knew when we were moving here, I think we mentioned this before, that we were that we were under financial constraints. We were moving here with a big, with a big nest egg at all, okay? Okay. So we knew that day one, we're going to have to make some adjustments to how we live as a family. Yeah. This sounds really ridiculous, but we went, we went very granular. So one of the things was food and diet. We're like, well, you know, what are some of the expensive things? Dairy, mm-hmm. meat, mm-hmm. right? We thought, okay, these are things that are... So we went vegan. Okay. We said, okay, you know what? We're going to adjust. Yep. If, if you really want to do this, you want to you really make a change in your life, we're going to make a big change. So we adjust. We, did a two, we were vegan for two years. Yeah. A year before we got here, a year after we got here, to acclimate, not, not from a spiritual or it was just from a financial i mean we wanted to be healthier for example but oh you don't care about the animals but we i mean i, I haven't even <laughs> wade 
<laughs> Sorry, bro. Only cows. I don't, okay, need, beef. I don't need beef anymore. <laughs> okay, that's good. Only cows. But those pigs. <laughs> those pigs. So, um, no, you know, I stopped eating beef when yeah. I was 15. Oh, I was, I was yeah. a Greenpeace member. Okay. So, um, and I haven't eaten beef since then. But we did We did make a conscious decision. Again, the word is conscious decision to, to right. make these changes. Yeah. You know, it's a choice. we sold everything we owned, you know, and we, we have made a conscious decision not to go back to that, like, that idea of you know buying more things yes we have things now that we're comfortable with and yeah we do sometimes buy something we don't need but our, our choices are being directed very differently than they were before and you have to be willing to make those hard choices kind of seismic decisions in your in your in your own life in yeah. order to make it happen yeah i agree the uh so. i mean for the whole limbo thing don't you're going to be limited living in limbo if you bring the mainland mentality if you move here because you're not going to have all those things you think you're going to have you have to get rid of that stuff. You have to live more organically. You have to live more uh, for the outdoors. That's why you're moving to Hawaii. Yeah. You're moving to Hawaii to live outdoors, to live that lifestyle, that slow-paced lifestyle, that culture. So you're not going to have those things that you had on the mainland. And that's okay. I don't miss any of them. I don't miss any of that stuff. I, I really don't. And you find you miss it less and less. Uh, the, the thing that um, I found really, really interesting is before we moved here, we went to, uh, you know, we would go to beaches in yeah. New York, New Jersey, and, and mm-hmm. Boston. And they're always so crowded. I mean, just packed. Oh, it's even ridic- holidays, insane, ridiculous. You can't even go in the water. And you come here, and on a holiday, it's not packed. I mean, even maybe Waikiki, holiday. maybe Waikiki, Waikiki. That's a different yeah, story. Yeah. But I've never been to a beach where I, one, I've, it's been packed, or two, I've ever heard or been bothered by someone else's music. I mean, it's just an entirely different relationship to being on the beach, and it's such a great change for us. And I yeah, think that it's a great you vibe. have to be someone. You have to be someone willing to want to go to the beach just for the sake of going to the beach that the water is an incredibly meditative experience yeah if you let it be it re-energizes but if you go you there too. and you're on your phone and you're you're not in the moment then it's yeah, it's it's, it's not going to be what it, all it can be but if you can be willing to just go yeah. and let the water be the thing that comforts you and re-energizes in, you oh, I, it's so cool i you know I, I a number of times i've gone i've gone to the beach and i've seen couples you know, uh, like a traditional kind of Hawaiian entrance into the water, and they do this like spiritual cleanse. It's an amazing thing to see. Yeah, and it's it's not that I would do that necessarily, but I think what it does it reminds me that the the water itself has a very powerful way of cleansing you. Right. Um, not just not just mentally, but physically. Like I've gone there when I have sinuses, and my wife's like, yeah, just go dump, just jump in the, wa- the water. And yeah, yeah. And just let it flush through you. It's amazing. Yeah. Or if you have to go pee, then you gotta go pee. <laughs> That's what I tell my kids. <laughs> just, say, just go in the ocean, go, go shishi. Go to Uncle Wade. Make shishi yeah, with Uncle Wade. <laughs> <laughs> Warm Wade's perimeter up. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Wade's cold. <laughs> Warm it up over there. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, Jay, I think we kind of right, accomplished a little bit there with, with limbo. <laughs> hopefully there's not too many people. Hopefully people can get out of their limbo. Yeah, you know, I would, I would invite people... To talk about how they got, you know, right, let us know yeah, let in us the comment section. You know, have you been in limbo? How yeah. have you gotten out of it? Or, you know, yeah, that'd be interesting. Take some of our yeah. advice. Absolutely. But um, so I want to thank everybody. I want to thank all the patrons who continue to listen to the show, continue to sponsor the show. Uh, this is a free show, obviously. We're going to have uh, Jason in some more uh, as uh, Mike's healing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I guess that's what we can call it. Healing. Yeah, he's in, yeah, he's in the healing. He's in limbo. He's in limbo. Exactly. Yeah. I How think funny. That is funny, right? Yeah. So kind of Mike's in a limbo right now. Well, we're hopefully all- Mike is listening. Yeah. I hope Mike's listening. We'd love yeah. to have him back. And yeah, we'd love to have him back. Maybe have all hear, three of us on the show. And maybe hear what he went through. Hear what he went through. That would be great. That would be great. That'd be great because I think that could help a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, like thank Jay and uh, me and Jay are going to be working together. We've worked together in the past. Um, 
He's go ahead talk about a little bit about the biz you got going on and uh, how they can get a hold of you too. Yeah, so uh, if you're coming to Hawaii and want to go on a snorkel excursion or just want to rent some gear, uh, our business is Hokua Beach Supply. We're in Kapolei and we service uh, the entire west side. And now with Wade, we'll be servicing the east side as well. So it's yep, hokuabeachsupply.com. Right yeah, we're going to be doing uh, specialized west side tours and north shore paddle tours, Yeah, which is going to be pretty cool. Psyched. And the new vehicle we're going to be getting soon. Oh. So that's it's going to be a sick vehicle. We want to talk about it too much because it's no. a big surprise for everybody. It's going to be awesome. the going to be the only one in Hawaii. Yeah. So it's pretty intense. Um, yeah. So thanks again for all the patrons. Uh, anybody who is not a subscriber or a patron, please get on board. We need you guys to grow the show. Uh, we want to be doing more podcasts all the time. We do one a week right now. We would like to do two, three, four. We like to do one every day, and then oh, eventually get a radio station. Great. That'd be awesome. Well, we're going to be making some money if yeah. we're going to be doing it every day. I'm going to do a reality TV show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I almost had it, dude. I almost had the reality show a long time ago, man. But they picked this uh, this vet. Oh, that, I remember that. Over yeah. me, he's yeah. on Maui. He's he's dead. He's what? He died of cancer. He died. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy, man. Dude. See, they would have still had me. Oh man. <laughs> I know it's sad, but yeah, man, things happen, dude. Yeah. Life is the life, man. Gotta grab it. Grab are you a fatalist or are you more like a... Grab it by the cojones, uh, Yeah, man. right? Are you more like a fatalist or more... So you're not into the destiny thing? No. Okay, no, so then then fate. Nope. No, neither. I don't think it's fate. I, I think, no, I think you carve your own reality. I mean, you make you carve your, your own... You make your own reality, you know? Your own it's reality. Like, yeah, I mean... I agree with you. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm going with that. Yeah, All do right. it. Make your own All reality. Right, right on. You ready to do a shoots? Shoots. Oh, did did I pre-shoot you? Dude, you pre-shoot me. We're going to do long shoots. Ready? <laughs> Ready? Ready? All right. Shoots! There we go. Right on, guys. See you next week. Later. Make it grow here some space Girl, I'm just done
I don't care how you look at it, it's still aloha. Be pono. Be righteous. I wanna take it higher. I wanna get higher. 